right, all right. Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. My name is Minister Ty, and I'm so happy to be here with my co-host, Dave Nielsen. How are you doing, sir? Very good. How are you doing, Ty? Man. You ready for this? We're episode two, we're here. We made it. We made it, team. <laughs> look, <laughs> there was a... Two whole weeks of work. Two whole weeks. It was, uh, look, when we finished episode one, I was like, man, we got to produce another episode yeah. next week. Yeah. But, you but know, first, let's sleep for 24 hours. 24 hours. Wore me man. out. Yeah. I, I, I text Dave. I was like, hey, you got anything else, man? He's like, I got plenty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty, you know, from the war journals, man. But, you know, we all lived a life. Oh, we all lived a life. We all have stories. But, man, some of these stories are so intriguing that Dave has. And you can relate them. I was just saying this. Amen. I was like, man, I was talking to my son today about Bible stories. He was like, yeah, I already know that story. It's just like <laughs> everybody, everybody knows these Bible stories. It's just good to, you know, and then they don't know it, you know, because everybody needs to recognize and realize that, man, you need to dig deeper into the word. But Dave has all these stories that are so powerful. They have such an impact. You helped me bring out the meaning, though, yeah. by saying, hey, did you ever think about this? Like you coming out? Man. After so many years of just being silent, I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. So I was, helps. again, I was telling Dave, you know, Dave, everybody knows who knows Dave that he was the national news more than once, but he gave it, he put it all aside to seek God, to seek God. And that's a powerful thing. He sought God for who it is, and he's coming back now. God's bringing his network back. We talked to a great guy, Mr. Hendricks. Yeah, John Hendricks. Yeah. John Hendricks. Global Recon. Yeah, cool dude. Cool dude. I watch I watch his podcast. Um, very, man, he's effective, man. I was like, am I sure that I'm made for this? Because <laughs> he sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It's scary stuff, and it's it's not easy to dig this stuff up literally like out of a trunk, out of my leather journals that I kept. Show them the leather journal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's put like. Put it in the camera right there. Let's yeah. see the leather journal. This is the first little one. Yeah, those from the are Rangers. Like, yeah. Like just leather bound. I mean, it's pages all ripped up. And then, you know, as time went on. And just to let those know, I know our listeners can't see the journals, but he wrote those in, yeah. in, in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's something, look, it's something that uh, it's worth. These are stories worth telling. But, you know, we still keep Jesus at the center. Amen. You know, I am so intrigued by Hebrews 3.1. It's my verse. I'm going to say it <laughs> until I get, I get tired of it. <laughs> Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Our profession, all of our professions, if you claim to be Christ, if you claim to be a Christian, your profession should be Jesus Christ. Think about it. Everybody to think about, consider, pay attention to, say what you see, say what you think, let it come out your mouth. That's the life that Jesus get that Jesus lived because he is the ultimate authority in this whole world. Amen. The Roman centurion recognized that and I never knew why Jesus said he had so much faith. He said to the centurion, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. Mm. And for years it was just I didn't get it, but it's because he recognized his authority. So you just say the word. He recognized his authority and he recognized and Jesus recognized his faith. And let me tell everybody something. Your faith, your faith may not be like the centurions, but wherever your faith is, God is calling you. Dave always, Dave says this. Amen, amen. It really blessed me. He said, faith moves. Let me tell everybody this. Before we even get into our lesson, before we even focus on these stories, I want you to know 
that faith moves. Must Where does it move? Faith. It moves towards God. That what you're hoping for, that what you're dreaming about, your dreams, visions, and goals, God says move towards them. And the grace that God provides, his divine nature is going to help you and it's going to assist you. Jesus was full of grace and truth. Amen. Amen. Uh, and good news on that. Just one thing from, from seminary. It's not my faith. It's not how strong my mm -hmm. faith is and what I can muster up. It's Jesus and what he did. That's what Jesus. my faith is in his faith. It's Jesus, and we must all realize that. All right, so uh, the first episode we did, I didn't even tell the, <laughs> I didn't tell the title of the episode <laughs> until halfway through. So we're not going to do that this, this time. All right, so the title of this episode is Sniper Dialogue. Um, this comes from a writing uh, from 2015 uh, that Dave uh, wrote concerning uh, the Jessica Lynch mission and here he goes. We're twenty. We're we're coming upon the twenty-year anniversary of the uh, Jessica Lynch rescue, and um, and this is going to be the episode that we talk about some of the things that went on behind the scenes, the true untold story. But at the end of the day, we're going to reference that back to just the greatness of God and the greatness of. Um, some of the biblical accounts and how we can use those in our personal lives. Mm. So, you know, I just from reading the sniper's dialogue and I'm posting the sniper's dialogue on our Facebook page so you can read it fully, but I love the first sentence. Now, Dave, I kind of want you to, to give me the reference point, kind of give me what were you talking about here? <laughs> you know, it, yeah. I'll read it. It says in sniper training, the dialogue between sniper team members the shooter and the spotter is formatted and purposeful. So it's, it needs to be as brief as possible because you're getting ready to take a shot. The spotter is usually the senior guy. He's been a shooter. It's usually a two-man team. Uh, you're also doing reconnaissance and observation, so you take, you know, you're keeping track of everything that's going on. The dialogue is um, basically the think of like a, an airplane talking to a tower as it comes in to land. Uh -huh. Nice. He's getting directions. Okay, am I, you know, am I cleared? Okay, yes. What's my distance? Where am I at? The spotter is saying, okay, do you see that? The last house on the right? Yes. Nice. Go, go, you know, just two mils and uh, two mils, two dots in your sniper scope to the right and two down. Do you see that big rock there? Yes. Okay. Right next to that is, uh, is our, our target sticking out. Something like that. Perfect. Roger, I see. So it's, it, it, way more formatted than that. I was, you know. Sure. But it, when you're in sniper school, it's graded. I love what you said. You said taking the shot is the easy part. Yeah. That, that's powerful. It's just like to us taking the shot is, you know, we watched that. Uh, Bradley Cooper, he played the sniper, and it was just such a powerful movie. One of my favorite. Bradley Cooper is my man. But just watching him, he act, he's such a great actor. He played the role of just the guy who – who is this great sniper and you know us regular americans we're like ooh but you're saying that that's the easy part yeah the, there's there's so much planning before that you're planning you have to coordinate with all the other um elements that are going to be around you have to know it's a lot of work it's a lot of walking usually you'll have to you know walk miles further than everybody else carrying a lot of weight and a rifle about as long as me so um you know it's not it's not so much fun. Once you get in position and set up, 
you know, and you might be there for a long time, but taking the shot is the easy part. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said that sometimes the relationship and the conversation between the spotter and the sniper and listen to this. So I'm reading this. He says, Hey Ty, read this sniper, sniper dialogue. <laughs> and I'm reading it and it's talking about, we're going to get into it, a Jessica Lynch mission. And I was actually, I was in the air force at this time. And I'm like, uh, so are you, um, who are you in the story? Oh yeah. I'm the, I'm S one, right? S one, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's S one in the story. So I was like, so you were there. It was like, uh, yeah, man, I was there. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that just, you know, that just, it opens the door to, and, you know, I, I reached out to Jessica Lynch. I reached out to her people. Uh, so I said, hey, you want to be on the show? Have not got a reply back yet, I guess, because we're in our second episode. But look, we'll get there. We'll get there. But at the end of the day, I love what you talk about between the sniper and the spotter, how sometimes the conversation is just basic communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trying to get used to each other, getting used to each other's, uh, uh, just the way you talk. And, and I instantly thought about our relationship with God. A lot of people mm. think that it's these and thou's get before God. Dear, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. You know, some of my, what's that prayer? Some of my prayers, you know, like Peter going down. The Peter prayer. The Peter prayer. God help. Help me. <laughs> help me. Parachute malfunction. Yeah. yeah Lord help. Yep. Lord help, you know, funny, I was talking, I mentor some children, some young adults, and this guy was believing God for something. And I said, no, depend on God. We prayed the prayer of faith and it actually happened. That what he wanted to happen, happened. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, uh, yeah, he was so happy, but he said, I, I, I did something I shouldn't have done. And I was like, what did you do, man? He was like, I, I, um, I cursed God. And instantly I was like, but you talk to God, you know? A lot of people don't even acknowledge God is real. I said, even though you curse God and you should never do that again, right. you acknowledge that God was real. God's not upset at you. And he was able to say, oh, man, yeah. he was able to see, like, That's look. It's moving his faith. It's moving his faith. Yeah. It's communicating with God. God wants you to communicate yeah. with him. Jesus lived on this earth as a man, as a son of man, so that we can come before God boldly. Before the throne of God that's and be it. real with God. Man, that's why I'm telling this story. Not because I want to, you know, there's other things happen when I talk about it. I get some stress out. I'm not I as bet. angry. But the real reason is what Ty just said, uh, to move my faith um, and to tell how I was able to do it. And that's by moving my faith toward toward God and, and truth. Yeah, and truth. Jesus came, Jesus in John 1, John 1, Jesus came full of grace and truth. Now... Grace is the power of God. It's the nature of God. God's full of grace. In grace, I want everybody to understand grace. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. If, the, if there's a substance, that substance is grace. It's the power of God that allows you to do whatever you, you've been praying for, to, yeah. for God to give you the power to do whatever you need. That's yeah. grace. The stuff in your life. Yeah. The stuff, that thing that you're hoping for, the yeah. healing that you need. I'm trying to tell you. You know, this is Good Friday. It's Good Friday. Jesus died on the cross. He spent, he, uh, man, I love what Pastor Matt said today. It's not just about our, when Adam sinned, he didn't just harm our relationship between, between us and God. He harmed, her, when Adam sinned, he harmed a relationship between us and us. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. God's saying, I, I made you to be powerful. I made you to be mighty. I made you mm. to, to uh, have to overcome great feats, but because, because of your guilt, shame, and remorse from your past, 
you've been separated for God, but God has called us all to be amazing. Oh, Peter, and I, I brought up Peter walking on water, not because he did something great. It's because he was prepared to die when he did that. Mm. He said, if it's really you, Lord, tell me to come out at that point. And that, that's the, <laughs> the sweet spot of surrender. Yeah. Like, that's what this is yeah. all about. Yeah. I was in the Rangers when this happened. And then the Ranger Creed, I don't know if they still do it, but we used to go out there and, you know, 700 idiots screaming up the Ranger Creed in unison. Not idiot. I say that jokingly. You guys know that. But <laughs> surrender is not a Ranger word. And that was in my head for so long yeah. that when I went through wow. addiction, alcoholism, I'm like, wow. no. I heard somebody say surrender. I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> I'll stop drinking, but I'm not going to surrender. Mm -hmm. And I kept, that? you know, and I learned. It, it, it has a different, it takes on a different meaning. Surrender it does. To God is, it does. Man, that's, that's powerful. So you that's know, what Peter was doing. Yeah. And we forget, like, <laughs> if you watch the... If you watch the chosen everybody, Peter walked on water. Those those waves were pretty big. You actually lived on the sea. You and Laura did it one yeah. day. So you know, like walking on if he would have went under, it was over for him. Yeah. Bro, I've been through some stuff as you know, obviously, but on the ocean yeah. is the only place I've ever had knee knocking fear. Like literally <laughs> my knees clacking against each other. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> That's why I love when I love when the Bible says, "If you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it." Isn't that? Yeah. If you lose your life for the sake of Christ, you actually find your life. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Okay, so uh, man, man, I love your uh, what you also said. Knowing when to stand up to authority, knowing who is one's ultimate authority. And when the mind has reached its limit of what it with what it's ever known, and turning to Jesus, man, this <laughs> this is where I've learned so much from you. I I got to say, I mean, that's why we're here together. That's why we're mm -hmm. part of why we're friends and and brothers and everything. But you, Ty, <laughs> man, I heard from God told me this. God told me that, and you know, just over the years, watching you say it and live it throughout the day. Mm. I've been watching everything, mm. you know, watching you and you're, you're honest about it. The key is just to be honest about it, but yeah, I did not know any of this, you know, it's taken me 20 years mm -hmm. to talk about this. Wow. And, and I know there's other people that want to talk about it too. And, and a lot of people can talk about it. I think we hear God in different ways. I'm, what did you, you made a reference. We went to church today for good Friday and Laura made a reference to swinging on a swing. Yeah. How did he, he so say Laura, it? N.T. Wright, my favorite theologian, you know, he talks about our relationship with Jesus. Well, what is that? Where is he? He's here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's all in our imagination. Yes, but God gave us our imagination. Mm -hmm. So our, yes. So Laura, my wife talked about, she pictures herself with Jesus on a porch swing. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, we had a breakthrough in our marriage when she started this. Wow. And I did my thing in my way, but real relationships... And everybody has a different relationship with God. My grandmother had a porch swing, and those are some of the greatest times to spend with her. And uh, what, I, what I mean, what, that leads up to what Dave was saying about hearing the voice of God. I want everybody to know that the Bible says that him that is joined to God is one spirit. So you must understand when you, when you listen to the voice of God, it's important that you you move, you move, you move in, in, into what you move, what you hear you move in. If you hear God say something, you repeat it and you move. But hearing God is such a, um, 
is such a privilege that sometimes you have to grow in it, really. Mm. Sometimes you don't even think. Sometimes you're like, that wasn't God. But then you start to move towards it, and all of a sudden you see stuff start to line up. And then you become acquainted with the voice of God. Yeah. What does Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice. Yes, they hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice, and they listen, and they, they follow me. So once you start to test the voice of your master, the Lord Jesus, you start to understand. I think that is so, so, so important. So let's get into this story, the story you've been all waiting for, story I read, and it just blew my mind. I'm sitting here reading this story like, wait a second, is this, is this a real story? Because it's like, this is the stuff you watch on, like, my man, NCIS. Who's that guy in NCIS? Harmon? He does so well. Uh, my dad loves NCIS. I'm a Law & Order fan, but he loves NCIS. <laughs> All right, so um, our uh, sniper dialogue. My question to you, Mr. Nielsen, is uh, how did this title come about? Uh, gosh, laying in bed at three in the morning. You know, when I retired, I would sleep for maybe two hours at a time, and I never slept through the whole night. Um, <laughs> my brother committed suicide in 2012. Um, you know, Pepper was, I lost her. It's just, um, this was on my mind and for good reason, because it was like, like you said, the limits re when the mind has reached the limits of what it's ever known, what do mm -hmm. we do with that? And I know there's a lot of guys out there in the Rangers that were, that were part of this, that, uh, that maybe still don't know what to do with it, but sniper dialogue, it was just, I like to write and it was like, huh, dialogue, like a play. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I like that. Yeah, like Plato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, I, you know, dialogue is spelled two ways. When I saw it spelled this way, it made it more. It made it interesting. I was like, that's yeah. that's interesting. But again, look, everybody, you can get this file on our Facebook page. I'll post it as soon as it's over. You can read the whole thing. It's four, four, four pages. Four pages. It's not long. It's the not books, long. The book's better. My type of book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did write a book, by the way. Yes. Uh, five ways to walk closer to God is found on Amazon buy it. You know, I have a couple of people who are going through a lot. It talks about my, 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 it talks about my trials through addiction, you know, anxiety, depression. I was an air force veteran, but I also dealt with, um, addiction in a mighty way about took my life. I'm not going to lie, but thank God it led me straight to the cross. It yeah. led me to the cross. It led me to cry out to God. And I cried out and <laughs> God answered and he showed me a greater way. Yeah. So that's why we're saying, look, Jesus is at the center because Jesus and the cross and the resurrection and, you know, it's at the center of our life. It's the center. It's at the center of everybody's life. Once you get led to the cross, Oswald Chambers talked about this. Once you get led to the cross, you come at the crossroads of life. What is your decision? We're going to be preaching Jesus in Sierra Leone next weekend. And I told the, the I told the church in Africa, it's like, look, it's not trying. You know, we're not trying to convince people of Jesus. It's like trying to convince people that the sky is blue. It's it's blue. It's the right. truth. Yeah. Jesus came yeah. filled with grace and truth, and we must realize that. So let's get to this story. Um, they've kind of set the scene. Create the scene for us. What's going on here? What's your thought? I mean, wh where are we at here? This is early in the Iraq War started in 2003 and if we could just if i could just say let's everybody set uh preconceived you know beliefs and uh, and politics aside please not that they're right or wrong i'm not and mine certainly aren't i don't let's just set it aside and tell the story for the sake of 
of everybody in it. Um, it's early in the war, and Jessica Lynch was, Lynch was her uh, platoon was ambushed, and several of, several of them were killed. She was taking, taken hostage, and we received information. We're spun up. SEAL Team 6, Rangers uh, from 2nd Battalion, 1st Battalion, uh, SEAL Team 6, and you know I'm sure a bunch of Air Force, um, those guys that do what they do so well. <laughs> No, they do. I mean, really, I just... I'm just laughing because... I got all the titles. I'm laughing because I was around a lot of Marines, and they always called us chair force. And I just <laughs> said, I just laughed because I worked in the chair a lot for half of my day, and I was <laughs> like, it's funny. It's funny. I love a good laugh. <laughs> but before we get ahead of ourselves, I want to stop and do something real fast, because Jesus is truly at the center. I want to pray. I want to yeah. pray for Jessica Lynch. Nice. I want to pray for her. Yeah. I, I, I don't, because if, we, if I forget to do it now, it just came in my heart. <laughs> If I don't do it now, we're going to forget. And I was like, you know what? We should have prayed for her. So let's lift, up a, let's lift her up in prayer. You know why? Because that's what we do. That's yes, what we do here. Jesus is at the center. Lord, we lift up Jessica Lynch in the name of Jesus. She's been through such tragedy, God. She's been through a lot of pain and the families of those, um, those nine that we're going to talk about that passed away in this mission, Lord. And thank you also for, for the Rangers and the special ops that got her out. But, Lord, we lift up Jessica Lynch, Lord. We ask you to heal her mind. I know she's, I think she's a teacher now and a motivational speaker. Lord, we ask her, we ask you, Lord, to heal her body, Lord. That which she suffered, Lord, we ask you to reverse it, not for our glory, but for your glory, Lord, that your life may be revealed in her and that she may see you as God and, and bring people to know God mm -hmm. in such a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Like I said, that's what I mean by he hears from God. <laughs> yeah, no. Right there. It just, it just hit me. It's like, bro, you better yeah. do this before you forget it. And that's, um, look, just like Curtis says, pray now. Amen. Pray now. Well, go ahead. So we were there. We get spun up, and everybody's excited. Um, and we ended up in true Ranger fashion. And, you know, I got to just say, man, like, I'm still angry about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I don't know at who or why, but it's just... I am. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Part of it's just, you know, being told to shut up. <laughs> I don't like that. I get that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anybody that's been, you know, told to shut up and keep quiet and, you know, oppressed, basically. I mean, I'm not sniveling, but uh, I'm speaking up. Especially what you guys been to. It's, uh, it's hard to shut up with something so yeah. groundbreaking as, you know, when I read it. I read it. It was it was um, it was so crazy. So in this um, dialogue, it's you talking, you being the spotter in this situation. Yeah, right. You're talking to your sniper. Who yeah. We won't get into names. We will. We will he knows tell, who he is. He's yeah. a good dude. <laughs> he knows he, who he is. He's still out there. Oh, he's still out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. So, you know, so it starts off. Kind of yeah. get, kind of get into it. Well, you gotta, you know, you know that fuzzy brain when you've been up for 36 hours. And they're just like, maybe you slept a little bit. Everybody knows that. We're there. Yeah. Okay. Times, times, you know, three or four days. We were just kept up and up and up and, and in a hangar with no roof, you know, in formation, sweating in our chemical suits. Mm. Everybody's in their chemical suits because we might have a chemical attack. We might. So everybody except uh, the commander, which is, I guess, why I'm mad. <laughs> he was in shorts. Walking around and smiling. I think if he would have wouldn't have been smiling, I might could have dealt with it. But he was walking around with a big smile on his face while we were in our chem suits. 
Nice. Close to death. Nice. Yeah. I finally got that out, man. I feel awesome. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you said it. Uh, so, look, I, I like what you said in the middle. After you and the, the sniper were talking to each other, you know, you, you move forward. And um, what happened was you located the grave sites after the mission was complete or when did you guys yeah we get there you can see in the video that every that's been on youtube you know where they're pulling getting her out of the hospital which yes everything jessica she's awesome she's just told the truth you know and uh, yes there was no resistance but um that's because they heard we were coming you know and people don't get that let's stop right there <laughs> people don't get that like when people knew when they when the enemy forces knew you guys were coming, they started to value their lives yeah. because they knew how heavily trained you guys are. So they said, you know what? Let's just get out. Let's skedaddle. And so a lot of people are like, oh, it wasn't a great mission. It's like, what What do you expect? You know, yeah. you, what, the, the Americans are here, you know, the green eyes. A lot of people talk about Mike Tyson and, you know, and then they meet him and. Yes. Look, they, they stopped talking Mike about Tyson, Mike Tyson. Look, I'm calling it. <laughs> Mike Tyson's going to be on our show, man. Oh, God. We want Mike Tyson because we live by that Mike Tyson. Uh, he's a killer. He's a killer, man. And we got to, and look, in life, man, we got to take life by the horns. We got to go all the way in. So we get, yeah, we get there during the rescue. You hear one boom, 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 boom. That's a, you know, a 40 millimeter grenade launcher at one position. That's where I was. So we get out of our, our gun truck, whatever, our Jeep. Can you hear this? Can you hear that, the, um, that gun in the video? Yes. Okay, good. All right, keep on going. Yep. So everybody That's, can make reference to the video as yep. well. I need to find it and put a put the link on it too so we so people can make reference to you. And story. she gets scared when she hears it and dun 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 dun. And I don't think you can hear the shot, but um you know, my our team we fired once and the guy in the window, and you can read about this, but you know, that's just okay, we get there, boom, and then it and then it calms down for like an hour, maybe. They're 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 you know, extracting Jessica Lynch, they're getting her on a helo. Mm -hmm. there, this was a huge coordinated, you know, assault. There's helicopters, ground forces, all kinds of things, fast movers up. So, yeah. I wanted to separate the two. I wanted to separate the Jessica Lynch mission. Uh, yes, we were able to recover her. She's alive. She's, you know, we get her, we get her the treatment that she needs. But you guys uh, come across something... Uh, that you didn't expect. What what is that? Yeah, so I'm on a roof this whole time. Me and me and my teammate were on a, just a one one or two story building. I you know, um, overwatching everything that's going on. One of several positions. We're just overwatching. So, but we're right you know above looking down at at our guys, and it just happened to be where I think they were told by a local informant. Um, just like they were told where Jessica Lynch was, they were told that, hey, the, there's some shallow graves here. So we're getting ready to exfil. Mission complete. This happens, you know, sometimes. Mission complete. We did what we set out to do. Oh, wait, hang on. There's, uh, there's something else here. There's, there's what looks like nine shallow graves. The exact radio traffic, not the exact, but how it read, how you interpreted PC secure moving to exfil LZ. All elements prepared to evacuate. Roger. Break, break, break. Grave sites located. All elements remain on target. Air elements push out to FARP. Yep. Forward area refueling point. Nice. 
and that's that would that's what radio traffic would sound like pretty close that's what sniper dialogue would sound like mm -hmm. something like that so um precious cargo secure moving to exfil landing zone you know get ready to go break 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 is like hey hey, hey stop hold up you know, that, that tells everybody to shut up because there's, you know, everybody's trying to talk sometimes. Gotcha. 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 So, man, and thank God. How important is it? How important is it? Of course, I, me being a veteran, uh, I understand how important it is. But how important do you guys consider it to get American bodies back stateside? So at the time, I just knew it was, oh, God, man. At the time, I just knew it was right because you know, just like, you know, it's right to, uh, not kill somebody or, you know, to, to protect somebody just like, you know, instinctually, but I didn't really know, no, until I lost Pepper, my dog, mm -hmm. uh, three years later when I was in the unit gotcha. and we weren't able to recover her body. Mm. And I dreamt about that for years. Um, we tried, I mean, we, she went after a guy and that's a whole different story movie, but yeah. And you can see that on, um, uh... HBO Plus. HBO Max. Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. It's uh, called War Dog, um, produced by Channing Tatum. Uh, really good document documentary concerning all of the a couple of soldiers who were dog handlers. But I here goes. There's a character that enters into the sniper dialogue, who was uh you know he, he was called by you just an awesome uh, an awesome sergeant. Let's talk about him. How does he enter into this story? Now, by basically right now, you guys have recovered nine bodies, nine bodies of the missing that were the missing soldiers as part of that unit. And you guys were told to do what to those bodies? Well, we were at this point, you know, Lynch was was taken away. We were just starting to dig to find out if it was them. Um, so this is right below us. And, you know, when you read this, you can, after the break, 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 it's like, uh, um, you know, whoa, they found the bodies. And then immediately um, we could, you know, smell the smell of, they'd been buried there for, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 days, days, two yeah. weeks, yeah, in, in shallow graves in the hot sun. So um, just a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Um, Meaning the smell and the, the, the look. What happened? Like yeah. what happened to these people yeah. is just so horrible. The only thing worse would be to not bring them home. Yes, and we don't want to go into details about that because, I mean, I can barely take it. Yeah. So what's happening is you guys are you guys are told to dig the bodies up, of course, and you guys are using what you call your e-tools. Yeah, so it's like, okay, Sergeant, hey, uh, go ahead and dig them up and uh, let us know when you're done. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's nighttime. We're still in Nazaria, Iraq, in the middle of a war, right? We're tired. We've been up for three nights and days. And, you know, the boss is saying, dig them up. And we will, and we do. That's how, you know, that's how it works. Uh, th these are the grunts, man. These, I was one for years. Uh, the hardest job in the world is, is being a ranger private. Um, so, you know, that's who gets called up to go start digging. Mm -hmm. Their e-tools and trenching tools is just a, you know, folding shovel. Mm. So they get those out and they start digging. And um, we can we can hear, you know, the actual voices and we can hear it over the radio. And it's uh, it's just difficult. But um, we can hear guys starting to throw up. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Man, this and, is, and we don't want to get too much of that, but just just get the you know if you don't have the um, if you need the store and you can't find it just to read it for yourself, email us at christologypodcast at gmail dot com and we'll get you the document for yeah. it. It's a great story. It's a great read. But overall, uh, we want to um, recognize the. Uh, all right, so actually, uh, man, we're talking about just this great story, this magnificent story, this act of courage, act of valor, you know. And we actually, you know, at the end of the day, um, this episode is about the dialogue between uh, sniper, spotter, uh, also between um, authority figures and someone who's placed above you to command and either you know we're grace carriers which means that we're at this in a sense we are all commanders but we all are under authority and we're talking about uh, this sergeant his name is sergeant fader real name tell us about him well fader's he's just a man i mean what a cool name to begin with but he's just man i love that dude and miss him and hope i get in contact with him after this but um he's he's he knew when to stand up to authority and he knew how he i don't know if he, i don't think he knew it at the time but what he did was um was he stood up he stood up for his soldiers for his soldiers for him for these bodies like he was trying to get they were trying to rush him and pressure him and he was he was the one down there in charge of it all in the trenches <laughs> literally yeah yeah a good leader is someone who is influential i learned that from john maxwell a good leadership is an influencer rather than an order giver. He shows by influence. He leads by influence. And who who better to talk about than a great leader was than our Lord Jesus Christ, who led by influence. You know, at the end of the day, he always went before God. He always prayed. He went. He left to the wilderness to be tested. He fasted 40 days and nights and was tempted by the devil. Of course, we're not saying Fader was Christ, but look, he was an example of somebody who cared about the people around him. And even those who are in authority over people, it's important that you take into account the people you're that that's under you. Even if, even if the people above you are telling you to do something that doesn't make sense, is that kind of who he was? Absolutely. Sense? Yeah. And you know what, probably what helped him do this was the guy walking around in shorts smiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just got to a point where yeah, it's like, Hey, hurry up. You done yet with this? And it's, you know, we're filling body bags, uh, which looked more like, I don't want to offend anybody, but just, you know, it was, it was the most difficult mission I've ever been on in, in this sense of, of emotionally. Um, it was the hardest thing. Mm. And, and Fader was just not going to short story. He wasn't going to, you know, take it light. So he was trying to be rushed and he finally just, you know, stood, I shut the F up, sir. Just yeah. Shut up, man. Yeah. stop and i remember me and my buddy on the roof laughing like whoa did fader just say that he said it <laughs> he said it i mean like we're celebrating in a like you know we like oh yeah like finally somebody finally stood up we needed yeah, to see that yeah 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 and you know and it kind of goes right into our next immediate application consider this decide now how you respond if someone goes against what you feel is wrong in your heart and that's something we all must consider, something that we all endure, especially, look, especially in, especially in this day. Wrong, like, look, they're putting wrong and they're saying that wrong is right yeah, and right. right is wrong. Literally, they're saying, look, 
we know that you're supposed to, your mind says that this is wrong, but actually it's <laughs> right. And we need you to say it's right. We need you to <laughs> do, act like this is right. And I'm not going to yeah. get into details. You know, I have children who are young adults and sometimes talking to them, I'm just like, I, I'm amazed because it's a new generation. And they'll figure it out, you know? Of course, I did. I did. I figured it out, you know, and they will truly come to the knowledge of God as, as long as people like us stand up. The Bible says, how shall they know? How shall they, how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. And not the fact that we don't, we don't need uh, to have preacher uh, bow ties on. We don't need to be sitting in a pulpit. We are, we are witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The yeah, gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ says you're redeemed, you're sanctified, you're justified. You can come before God, and you don't have to be perfect to do so. That's the gospel of Christ. Amen, amen. And we have someone like Fader who was so interested in the well-being of his, um, of his, uh, his subordinates men, yeah. that, and his men that he was, willing, he was willing to do whatever it takes. So where does that put us? In the situations that you endure, situations that you go through day by day, are you willing? Are you willing to do what's right in the face of wrong? Are you willing, like Christ, to give up your own life for the sake of the greater good? Yes. And that's something, you know, remember my scripture, Hebrews 3 1, <laughs> consider Jesus. Partakers of the, uh, wherefore, holy brethren, that's us. We're holy because of Christ. Partakers of the heavenly calling, the gospel of Christ that says you're free, you're redeemed, you're healed. Consider Christ Jesus. Consider that he didn't give up. He didn't give up, but he was faithful to God. God gave him the mission, getting into Christology, getting into John 1, how Jesus was full of grace, grace and truth, how Jesus was the Logos. He was called to fulfill a mission. He was there in the beginning. He gave us the Holy Spirit so that we may act in supernatural ways by the grace of God. That's simply, that's the simple lesson in all this. There's, there's immediate application. There's immediate application. What are you going to do when wrong hits? When things go wrong, what are you going to do? And it's not easy, and it, it takes time. I, I always think of a train a on process, tracks. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Trains just don't turn around so easy. Um, <laughs> they're they're moving. So, all the little things we do are what become you know us and how we make these decisions. Nice, nice. So so these people, some of these guys, man, ended up digging with their hands. The shovels, the etils were breaking, and it, it's daylight's coming, and we try not to stay until daylight so we got to get out of there and you know we're being rushed and um mostly we're mostly emissions at night is that yeah that's, almost always yeah. okay that's, uh, that makes sense yeah and yeah and then we get out and we're driving away and, and you know by this time the sun's up and as we're driving out there's just i'll never forget i'm driving behind the truck the flatbed carrying these body bags that look like hockey bags mm. filled with broken watermelons. Mm. I mean, it's just, it, it makes your brain like. Imagine that, man. That's, ooh. And, and the driver fell asleep and crashed or went off the road and like, you know, because so, we were so tired. So we all had to stop and reload everything and still in our chem suits, man. Mm. <laughs> and then we finally get back and just literally to the point of collapse and some support people came out and took over from there. But people were just taking their, chem suits and all their clothes off wow. and kit and throwing it away in garbage bags 
I'm not gonna lie. I did Kim suit training for one day. We had to be in. We had to be in the Kim suit. Man, I didn't make it. I, it was just for training. So I was like, forget this. It's just I can't. All that sweat. It's just it's outrageous. Cause I'm a sweater. I'm a sweater. Everybody. I sweat a lot. So you know, just hearing this story, man. Just hearing this story, it makes me think of to the contrast of two kings, mm. and that's King Saul and King David. Samuel called King Saul because uh, to be king, the Israelites wanted a king. We want a king. We want a king. Give us a king. And Samuel's like, are you sure you want a king? Because your sons will go to war. And your daughters will become wives. And some of, some of them will be, you know, they will be property of the king. Are you sure you want that? And mm. the people said, give us a king. So Samuel looked. He saw this man, Benjaminite, named Saul. He said Saul stood, uh, what, head and shoulders over everybody. So I'm assuming he was at least 6'8", a 7-footer. Yeah. He was a tall guy. A That's center, tall. yeah. Yeah, he was a center. He <laughs> played center. He was Shaq. Uh, and so he called, and people said, yeah, this is our king. And so here it goes. Now, at Gibeah, what happened was, it's just an amazing story. At Gibeah, uh, Saul had beat the Philistines in a battle, just a garrison of them, in a battle and he's bragging about it, like, look what we did. We, we killed that Philistine garrison. We are Israel. We're here to say. Now, keep in mind, they don't even have a sword in the land. They're using their plowshares. They're, they're using their farming equipment. And so what happened was the Philistines like, okay. So they, get, they amassed this great, great army, so big. They say that they, the number of the foot soldiers was so much uh, you can't even count them like the sand on the seashore. And what happened was Israel just ran. When they saw this big army, they ran. And here goes our difference. Here goes our contrast. Here goes our leadership. Here goes our responsibility as leaders. What happened was when everybody, they went hiding in caves. Some of them crossed the Jordan and like they didn't have nothing to do with Israel. <laughs> just, it's just crazy. What happened was it's amazing that... Um, Saul was waiting for the prophet Samuel to come, and he was going to sacrifice the burnt offering and the peace offering. That was going to show what, you know, he was a prophet, and the prophet was the voice of God in that day. Yeah. And it was going to show if God had favor with this war that's about to, uh, that they're about to endure. So Saul waited seven days, and what happened was Samuel didn't come. So what Saul did, out of logic, out of reason, out of sense realm evidence, he made the sacrifice. And as, as he got finished with the burnt offering, Samuel showed up and said, what in the world are you doing? Though here's my point. He made the sacrifice before God, but he did it out of fear. Hmm. He did it the wrong way. And because he did it the wrong way, what yeah. happened was God told, Samuel told Saul that the kingdom has been removed from you and God will look for somebody after his own heart. Now, who we found was King David, you know, and everybody loves David. Well, here's something that's so special about David. And I want everybody to consider this, you know, and, and we, we're talking about the dialogue between a sniper and a spotter. Let's look at the, the let's look at the dialogue between a king and the voice yeah, of God. Nice, you know nice, what I'm saying? Nice, yeah. And it's, it's important yeah. that we listen to the voice of God and we do it. Yeah. Now here goes another story. You know, now David's king. He finds David is a man after God's heart. You know why David was a man after God's heart? Because he respected the anointing. First of all, the voice of God and the voice of the chosen prophet. He respected that. It's a big lesson. It's a big lesson. 
and what happened here, here goes a story, one out of many stories. So great battle with Ziklag, what they do. Now, what happened was, amazing story. They, they do this great battle with Ziglag, and they come back and they found out that the, the Amalekites took everything, their wives and everything. They took them and they got them captured and they took them hostage. Now, instead of David flipping out, David's own men wanted to kill him. What David did, he turned to God mm-hmm. and he asked God what he should do. You know, and God says, surely you're going to recover it all. And besides, the contrast is Saul got scared and Saul thought he was doing the right thing and he made the sacrifice because of his fear. And actually it said Saul, in that chapter, Saul ended up with 600 men, 600 scared men. But what happened to David, well, David went and he actually, he turned to God, listened to the voice, waited for the voice of God. It'll come. It will come. (laughs) And the voice of God says, pursue and you're going to recover it all david did so and he recovered it all he beats him and i want you i want everybody to consider their own life man consider your life consider where you're at consider the voice of god consider like what are you enduring in your life right now just think about your life close your eyes think about your life think about something you're enduring something that may be troublesome Something that made like, man, I need God in this situation. Like, what faith is, honestly, what faith really is, the truth of faith, faith is reaching into the divine realm. Mm. Faith is reaching into the eternal. How do you do that? Faith is, you know, just by moving forward. By moving forward. You move into the eternal divine realm of God by deciding that what you can't see is reality. Amen. What you can't see, and it's like that may go over a lot of people's heads, but faith is believing that God operates in his kingdom. Jesus says several times, the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God. And I want you to get that through your thick skull. (laughs) The kingdom of God is not the kingdom of earth, which means who are you going to move? Who are you going to move towards? Who's your authority? Who is your authority? If your authority is, is the kingdom of heaven, you got to understand that you operate under a different realm. Nothing's going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. And it's important <laughs> that that what you're that what you're believing in, I want you to strive towards it because that's what your faith says. If your faith says if your faith says that you are going to you're going to be a doctor. Say someone who's listened to this. It don't matter what age you are. If your faith is saying, "Look, you can be a doctor if you want." You look at your external situation and be like, man, I don't even got the credit to go to school. I don't have this. You look at all the all of the negative things that say that you you that you will not be able to accomplish this. But if you look at the kingdom of God, it says move forward, move forward, move forward. Amen. Start to do your research. You get me excited. Brothers and sisters, if you're, you know, whatever is going on with you, do if you do that, I promise you, close your eyes, get before God, scripture intake. Get in the scripture, you know, and get before God and you'll hear it and you'll get answers and move your faith and watch. I mean, that's what I, as you were talking about King David, that's what I did. It just took 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I waited. Yeah. I'm doing it now because I know Jesus. It's a process. That's what I wanted to say. It, it's not, it's uh, simple, but it's not easy getting before God in the heavenly realm. Um, and, and it's a process. But it works. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're here. Yes. And I want to leave with this scripture. 
Jeremiah, everybody knows it, 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I want everybody to know that. There's an expected end in this situation, in your situation, and it's, it's for peace. Yeah. It's for success. And I want you to know that. Let's go ahead and uh, pray us out. Pray yeah. us out, Dave. God Almighty, thank you. Thank you for your peace. Peace is the... <laughs> I can't live without it now. Um, we thank you for your peace, Jesus. Yes. Thank you that you're real, Jesus. Uh, we thank you that you waited for 20, 30 years as I spoke your name, but I didn't have your name in my heart. Mm. And, and then you came into my heart when I surrendered. And I thank you that you're so true to your word. I praise your name, Lord God. I pray for Jessica Lynch once more, once more in, in the nine and, and everybody involved in this. And the commander, you know, made some mistakes, but we learned from him. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.